you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Around the NFL podcast is a room full of bozos. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast presented by New Era. My name is Dan Hansis and I am joined by a room filled with some heroes. Patrick Claybon to my left. Greg Rosenthal also to my left. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. All right, you know, I go away for a couple of weeks and things change. Welcome back, though. Welcome back. Thank you for welcoming. Good to have you back. Yeah, it was well, nice. We to got be a new vacation. sponsor. You're talking about that? Yeah, well, I come here. First of all, two people sitting on my left. I've never done a show where nobody was to my right. I tried. I tried to talk to, um, you know, Noah's Arcade back there. Yeah, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't stand for it. Got to. Got to sit here. We have the show is is our video show we're doing with yes. new hours. The spot. We're very excited. We got these hats. That's another they new look addition. Really good. Uh, and and right now the audio the the audio audience is like what I don't care about hats on the desk don't don't care about any of that but we care we got some nice uh, designs here Colts Chiefs Seahawks very exciting stuff what what does this mean for our show Greg is this bad is this bad or is this good or where, where I, I think are we it's at? good it means that there's money coming into the building per, that our show is in theory providing for the NFL and eventually maybe that money gets into your pockets and your son's pockets. <laughs> I, and people about, can watch my it. other son. Uh, just, only one of them. No, only Jack's getting the money. <laughs> well, and speaking of, I got, I got to say, and we'll get, we've got a lot to get to in today's show. Uh, two, you know, two weeks back home. I have, you know, Jack, who's going to turn three next month. Uh, I know you, both of you men have young children. Uh, I have another son that's eight months old. And if you are listening to the show, you don't have kids. After spending all this time uh, on vacation with these tiny children, I can't say whether if you don't have kids right now, which direction to go. I can't go either direction. I can't (laughs) tell you should definitely have kids. For the audience, you mean? Yeah, for the audience. For us. And I can't can't say that you definitely should just stay single or stay with your, your loved one and be in that type of relationship. I, I'm on the fence after this past week. Dan, this is going to have implications wow. for like our society, right? Well, like, that's true. 
I think that's what the Handmaid's Tale is about. <laughs> Japan's running, I haven't seen it yet. Japan's running into that problem. Not enough kids these days. Is that true? Yeah. They're running out of people. Yeah. Um, I wish I remember his name. I want to send a shout out because you're probably listening. Uh, a young guy uh, seemed like a very nice uh, dude. He, he stopped me at Newark Airport and, and was very excited. A uh, big fan of the podcast. Oh, wow. Uh, so you know who you are. Shout out to some young guy. Some young guy. Shout out to him. Anyway, today's show is a good one. We're very excited about it. Um, we're going to talk about, you know what, I'm going to go through it. We're going to talk about Cam Newton. Okay. We're going to get into some Cam Newton talk. We're going to talk about the idea of Cam is, uh, how is it going to change, how they're going to use Cam to keep him healthy. Uh, we're also going to get into, uh, you know, now that we're sponsored, a new sponsor. Yeah. A little, you know, it's tough to move on with a new sponsor, but we're going to talk about uh, a spotlight uh, on a training camp every show for the next couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about the Seahawks running backs. That's an interesting situation, Greg. I know you're excited about that. I've, and got, then, I've got some hot takes on that. And I do. Another hot take, Greg. We're going to talk about teams that have undergone an off-season identity change. Uh, Todd Gurley and the Rams, one of those teams. How exciting is this? What a show. Patrick, you excited? I'm very excited. Pre-show I'm, grade? I, I'm wanting to be here for a pre-show grade. I've never gotten a pre-show grade on a show that I've been on. Do you want a pre-show grade? I really want one day. All right, let's go over it. Got a new sponsor? Uh, I figure we're going to get some new hats. Sully, are we going to be able to keep some of these hats? Yes. We got. We have like six box full of hats on hats on hats. Perks. So, okay. so new Perks. hats. New hats for everybody. <laughs> Claybon's here. I've never seen Claybon this happy. I love free stuff. <laughs> That's why we do what we do. Well, free stuff right off the bat. I'm back. I'm happy to be back with you guys. You want a raffle? You found out when you got back? I want back. a raffle. I got, I got some free swag downstairs. Still a lot of free stuff going on right now. Uh, but as far as the show goes, Claybon's here. Greg's here. And the other boys aren't here. Uh, we got free hats. Eh, B minus. Mm. Yeah. Respectable. Yeah. All right. All right. And if people want to watch the show, by the way, it is streaming. Every Tuesday uh, in July, 9.30 Eastern, <laughs> 6.30 Pacific. You nailed I'm just it, just saying, if they want to watch it. All I mean, over it. I think you can find the – you can probably find a link after Yeah, that. we'll shoot a link out from the Around the NFL handle, uh, which everybody should follow if you're not already. Uh, let's get going. Let's do some news. Sully, let's roll. Is this such a good time to check the sync on these podcast portals? All right, we'll start with the Kansas City Chiefs, who have made a decision on their new GM. Uh, the Chiefs have promoted co-director of player personnel, Brett Veach. Veach, am I pronouncing that correctly? That's how I've been oh, doing God. it. Oh, God. See, I this is stuff so. that we got to talk about in the pre-production meeting, guys. Uh, is it Veach? Is it Viache? Like Kate, I mean, where Kate are we at Veach. here? What other options yeah. would it be other than Veach? Yeah, yeah. Kate, Kate Veach from Dodgeball. They're related. I think that's it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he's the new general manager. Uh, first, devel- uh, the development was first reported by Rap Sheet and NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. This is what you miss when you go away on vacation. New hire. Yeah. I can't keep track of all these building the that, roster. Yeah, all these people making more money than me. Um, but anyway, Veach's promotion <laughs> comes after the Chiefs and former GM John Dorsey parted ways on June twenty second. Greg, your takeaways. Well, my, you know, it, one big reason to watch the video show is for all this Brett Veach B-roll that <laughs> <laughs> you're getting. Quite, this, is, this is all of it, by yeah, the way. Yeah, quite a, quite a job, just old uh, Veacher walking around. Uh, you know, I can't believe they did this. I don't think Veach deserves this at this point. This is absolutely insane to promote. Are you being serious? No. I mean, oh, how, does I that, how does anyone – I, I would have stopped myself at some point. I don't know how anyone has, like, a hot take when these sort of internal – 
you know, promotions happen unless you re you know, you're a real true insider, which I'm not pretending to be. I don't have any hot takes on beach. Yeah. And I don't think even the, the takes that people would say were the hottest. I don't know if they were very hot. People were just saying, well, they, they go from within to a guy who's close to the head coach and the head coach was supposedly had no part in any decision mm. to get rid of. And so people are connecting that dot, but Ooh. is that, is that really that? That's hot a, of a solid take, take there. Claybon. Mild. It's not. It's not my take. I'm just saying that's. You might have to put yourself on a clay. But what what do we call it again? The clay bond, <laughs> the hot takes ombudsman. You might have to put yourself on blast. That is a take that exists. I'm I'm pointing out the existence of. Okay, it. you're pointing out the. It existence. is fair to point out that you know the general manager who had been doing a good job and was surprisingly canned in the middle of the off season is a strange situation, and they decide to pick a guy who gets along with Andy Reid. I mean that makes that makes sense. Now me. Greg just made the. No, take. no, no. I'm. I, I don't think it's a hot take. I'm saying it would be weird if they picked someone that didn't get along with Andy Reid that had no history with Andy Reid. True. I mean, what are we doing here? Oh, what about what are we doing? Like. There's a story on July 10th, 2017 on NFL.com about the Chiefs picking their new general manager. How did this ever happen in the first place? This is a successful team. <laughs> I'm still confused about how this happened in the first place. Uh, but uh, good good luck to Brett Fiasche. <laughs> Maybe the C's silent. Brett Fiasche. It's possible also. Viach. 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 <laughs> I kind of like that one, actually. Uh, moving on, let's talk about Cam Newton. Uh, the Carolina Panthers quarterback, as we know, as we know, Patrick and Greg, uh, Cam took a beating last year, and uh, I think the Panthers seem to be at a place now where they're they're saying, "Hey, we got to keep this guy healthy. We got to keep him on the field because he he can't continue to take this beating as he gets deeper into his twenties." Uh, Panthers coach Ron Rivera uh, spoke to Sirius XM NFL Radio on Monday uh, and said that the offense. Uh, was always designed to get the ball out of Newton's hands faster, but now they can possibly do that. They're actually built that way uh, thanks to the addition of both Christian McCaffrey and uh, Curtis Samuel in the most recent draft. Uh, here is the quote from Riverboat Ron. We struggled last year uh, with that, the first one being able to protect him. Our left tackle, Michael Orr, got, got, gets hurt. And we got to reshuffle our offensive line and move guys around. That wasn't the best thing for us. We went out and made some moves in free agency to help shore up the offensive line. Then we go out and feel like we have to continue to put playmakers around him. We went out and found a very versatile, explosive running back who had a tremendous college career, and hopefully that translates to the NFL. And Christian McCaffrey, we went out and got Chris Samuel out of Ohio State, a very explosive vertical attack. Ah, Riverboat Ron feels good. He's feeling good about this. I think, you know, they telegraphed this even before the end of last season. You know, they talked about that Cam Newton needed to evolve at some point beyond running, I think Rivera said, 20 zone read plays a game where he's getting hit on 10 of them and they need to protect him. And our very own Chris Wesseling, not Hello. in the house today, uh, which is too bad because he could be crowing because I think he might have had just a little bit of impact here. He wrote an article saying that they – need to follow the path of Ben Roethlisberger mm. in the Steelers, kind of in the middle of his career when they got Todd Haley to maybe back off a little bit of, of getting him hit so much, get the ball out of his hands a little quicker, even though he's a great vertical passer, protect him a little bit. And now Ron Rivera is qu practically quoting that article when asked about it on Sirius on Monday. You know, he said there's a great example out there. It's been written about and it's been talked about with Pittsburgh and Ben Roethlisberger. And he goes on to say, you know, they actually looked at what the Steelers did in terms of their backfield and their receiver court. And they've kind of modeled 
some of the offense off of what the Steelers have done with Big Ben. Yeah, well, Wes has the ear of Riverboat Ron. I mean, it's it's fairly <laughs> obvious when you when you say that Wes was crowing. No, I said he cr- had the opportunity to crow. He would be because uh, he suggested. Are you making an allusion to going to the Ravens' nest? Is that what? You're <laughs> Is that a Ravens nest? That was that was not it. I mean, crowing means like bragging. You know, um, you puff you puff your chest out. Uh, Patrick, I can't be the only one in the room that thought for a second maybe we were taking an impromptu yeah. trip to the Ravens. The, oh, the, I was ready for it. The instant connection. Yeah, Sully was all over that. Yeah. I saw it hovering <laughs> like a raven. But um, going through the numbers of of Cam and his yards per attempt in the last two months of last season, he was under four. He's never been under four mm. carrying the ball at his entire career for a month of a season, and so he's playing with a with the shoulder injury that requires surgery. Right. I mean, he was playing so, with a partially torn rotator. So, that, so it's, it's tough to... Like, not only is it is it a smart thing to do, but it, eventually it wasn't going to work anymore. You weren't going to be able to build the whole plane out of cam uh, sure. for much longer. I, I wrote about the Panthers as part of uh, this article, teams that are changing their identities. Oh, we're, we're going to get to that know, We're going to get to that. Yeah, we're very but, excited about but that. But since we're talking Panthers now, I mean, their, their identity in the past, I think, was counting on Cam to complete really low percentage throws. I think he's a streaky passer, but he's a very good downfield passer. But I, I watched some game pass for this article. Humble brag. And, you know, if you want to play a game, if you're a very masochistic Panthers fan, you know, on a drop back pass for Cam Newton, just pause it when he gets back to the mm. end of his drop and look for an open receiver. You can't find one. You got Kelvin Benjamin's covered. You know, Del- Devin Funches is covered. Got Greg these Olsen. two slugs on the outside. That's what I'm saying. You essentially, and but now yet, let's incorporate some easy throws into the mix. McCaffrey, you know, Samuel, some short throws. You know, just what the, en- the rest of the NFL is essentially doing. Uh, Claybon, yes or no? Pa- Panthers bouncing back this year? Yes or no? Yes, because it was so, it was so bad last year. The quarterbacks hurt, and yeah, it, they they got to go some. They got to go up. You know, that's sports. You know, he goes one way, <laughs> then he goes like the other way. And we all talk about it. I texted uh, Wes about this yesterday because I thought he might be excited yeah. about this. Rivera. Where did he come from? Where did, where did he come down on this? Uh, he was he was excited. It, it made him like Ron Rivera. He he says <laughs> Ron Rivera is willing to change. You know, he he had the he got a, more aggressive in terms of he's going, shown it going for it on fourth down. And, you know, Riverboat Ron uh, goes for touchdowns more instead of field goals. And he even thought maybe we might have to bring it back around with the Panthers as a team of around the NFL. Uh, oh, my gosh. Canada's, yeah. They were the original. So that that's what it takes. If you want Wes on your side, you just got to – Oh, just praise him. Yeah. Just got to cite his – Well, work. I mean, he doesn't – Wes doesn't like to talk about this, but it, in a lot of ways it is the team of Wes DL. Uh, no. He, he, will not, he will not really get behind it. someone else. It's more like when Wes comes around the team, great, you're shaking your head like this hasn't been the, the well, reality. that's true. But in the Panthers' case, the first time around, uh, I was – Fully in on those Panthers. I oh, loved the 2013 oh, Panthers. Your ego. That was about your ego there. I, I was, like no, the I was saying both of us. You were in on the Panthers. No, I'm well. saying where we were sharing it that okay. year. So it wasn't just Wes. Okay. So. I know where you're coming from now. That's why you went, oh. Yeah. It wasn't about you thinking I was slandering Wes. It was no. you not getting the credit you felt you deserved. It, it would be fun to go through all the teams of ATL and find out where you guys stand on them now. <sighs> yeah. Well, we got it. I mean, this could be the last team of ATL. Let's face yeah, we've it. we've kind of swung and missed two straight years. I think the Panthers the first time around was a big hit, and since then it's been trouble. All right, moving on. Uh, one team that won't be a team of ATL is the Seattle Seahawks, uh, and uh, you know you read the ESPN story last month. I think it came out uh, where it, it spoke of a lot of discord 
going on behind the scenes there, some mistrust, some Russell Wilson heat uh, involving some key players. Uh, a lot of the players, uh, including Richard Sherman, um, have come out and said that story's bogus. There's nothing. Do not look behind the curtain. Everything's cool. Uh, Cliff Averill is the latest man to do so. Uh, he told the NFL No Huddle podcast. I'm not familiar. Neither am I. We are now. It's the middle of July. Um, he told them uh, this past Friday, I think it's all hashtag fake news. He didn't say hashtag. Should have. Um, I think it's all dead. It was a dead period, so people needed something to talk about. At the same time, too, let's be honest, it's 90 guys in the locker room right now. Mm. There is no way that 90 guys are going to always get along, and that's just what it is. I'm pretty sure there are people at your job right now. Well, this is interesting. That's way less than 90 uh, that don't get along. That's just part of it. That's ex- I mean, that, that's exactly what I would say. I mean, you could you could make a situation for virtually any assembly of humans where it's like oh this guy this guy once said something that this guy i mean they went through an experience in the super bowl where they lost like obviously that's going to be a memory that hangs on to people for forever and you could write some story two years down the road that say well they're mm-hmm. upset about this well yeah they're upset they, they lost in the last play of the super bowl it's a fair point in terms of uh co-workers not getting along i mean uh when I came over to the NFL, you know, I was coming from kind of a little mom and pop shop. I, I was amazed at, uh, at the, uh, some of the the, the trash talking, <laughs> you know, in different circles about other people that worked at the company. You know, when people got the rivalries. They got oh, let's not pretend. act together, bro. You're trash. Let's let's not pretend there were, you know wasn't heat back where you left either, though. You know, there's always, it doesn't matter how big or small a company is. There's always you know, people don't always get along, which is Cliff's point. Yeah. I, yeah. I've got a couple. Um, things about this number one the no huddle podcast mm-hmm. uh hosted by nfl network former host brian weber and web bomb oh, i got b remember brian weber webhead host of nfl am i remember dave damashek with, with the famous uh impression great, of web, web, web great <laughs> weber impression yes i never met greg uh, or brian brian weber but uh <laughs> i don't know why i'm bringing this get. up right now it's a good get number two the fake you know using the term fake news yeah like this has been an effect. I know we don't. We this is not the politics, you know. Yeah. Podcast here. I was gonna say we could just tee up Claybon and walk out and let him dissect. <laughs> I'm just news. saying fake news yeah. like this as a strategy. It's working. I mean, causing sowing the seeds of concern and people doubting the whatever you want to call journal, journalism. Like people people are doubting it. It's it's working on Cliff Averill either. And it is it is it's starting to erode like it's an effective strategy that uh that's going on in the fake yeah, news. Yeah, people need to pick and choose when they sure. use fake news. That's what I'm saying. Like cuz I I mean I just did an update where I talked about Emmanuel Sanders diet and cutting out fast food. That's not necessarily fake news, but <laughs> it is because there was there's not a lot of stuff for us to to do in the update. So I talked about, you know, cheeseburgers. Right. Beach body. That's kind that kind of is fake news. A little bit. Yeah, it can go either way. Well, it would be fake news if I said he was a clown and he was murdering cats. <laughs> like, that would be fake news. That's very fake news. I hope it is anyway. Um, and finally in the news, I just want to do a little um, uh, public service announcement. Uh, on behalf of the city of Minot, uh, the new automated mm. collection cans continue to be delivered. We ask you not to write or mark on these cans. I repeat. The new automated collection cans continue to be delivered when you get one at your residence. Okay. Please do not write or mark on these cans. Sometimes people like to write their address yeah. or some identifi- identifying marker. Don't do it because that the city 
you know, in all their wisdom, and I, I trust the reasons are divine, uh, they say, do not. Refrain. I mean, I thought you were doing a really nice public service announcement for the city when you retweeted it from uh, the Around the NFL account, <laughs> only only for uh, our editor. And it was a big mystery. We, yeah. we have an instant message client, which will not be named, where no, it's garbage. You know, we're all talking on it. And there was a big mystery. Who, who did this? Well, you know, you're not the only NFL Network insider, yeah. Hansis. I've come to the bottom of this. It was <laughs> Dan. It was Dan Hansis and David Ely, with no sense of humor. Our, our editor unretweeted it. As Wait, a, no, he he did. He yeah. did. That's the thing about Ely is now that he's took it a little seriously. Uh, that's the lamest in, thing I've ever heard. He's entrenched do. at the top of the pyramid on the news desk. He thinks he can make those decisions unilaterally, and it's like, bruh, uh, you don't unretweet something that a founding member of the around the NFL team tweeted out, retweeted. I made that decision. That was my call. I wanted to get the word out. Yeah. And uh, you don't go on retweet. You know what? He stick to football to you. <laughs> God, terrible. And by the way, um, and a follow-up tweet, the city of Minot um, lets us know <laughs> that the reason why that you should not mark your cans, there are already three forms of ID in place, including RFID chips to help track the cans. Okay, that's good to know. There you go. So there's your City of Minot update. Now it's time, gentlemen. That's what's happening in the news. And now it's time for a little training camp spotlight, and it's presented by, you know what it is, New Era. Mm. And I I know what listeners are going to do. They're going to say, how do you move on so quickly from sponsor to sponsor? Uh, I was told, I was forbidden from saying anything about our previous sponsor. We have to, there are no reverse gears in this tank, Mm. and we're moving forward with New Era. It's a New Era. It's a New Era. It literally, hey. it writes itself. And you know what the training camp's <laughs> training camp spotlight is? Yeah. You know what it's going to be about? What? Seattle Seahawks. We were just talking about them. But now we're going to talk about their running back situation. Uh, and we want to figure out. And we talked about this uh, a little earlier uh, in the spring, uh, Greg, about what uh, there's a lot of haziness around that backfield. Uh, where are you coming down on it right now? I'm coming down on it that Thomas Rawls is the man to watch if you're in fantasy drafts. I know we don't do a lot of fantasy uh, advice here until our fantasy spectacular, which is coming up in a few weeks. An entire week. By far, Mark Sessler's least favorite part of the calendar year is the Fantasy Spectacular League week here on the Around the NFL podcast. It's coming next month. Yeah, here's a preview. Uh, Number one, Thomas Rolls' old teammate, Marshawn Lynch. Why is he getting drafted in the second round? That's bananas. And it's even more bananas that Rawls is getting taken four rounds after his teammate Eddie Lacy. It was just a year ago that Rawls was coming off very serious injury. People kind of forget Eddie Lacy's coming off of ankle surgery. He hasn't been healthy all offseason. Rawls knows the system. People think they're just going to hand the, the team over to Eddie Lacy. He's not making that much money. Rawls is under contract, actually, for a longer time. And the bigger factor here is I just think Rawls is a great player. And it took him a little while to get back from injury last year. The offensive line was not great. But I think given the chance... He can be a better player than Eddie Lacy throughout August and be your week one starter for Seattle. You just feel better about this this team at the running back position than you did a year ago. Yeah. It's good to have both and C.J. Proceis. The the ship has more direction. And and like you said about Eddie Lacy, where you go back a couple of years and people had Eddie Lacy on their never draft again – if we if we can still be talking the fantasy world, yeah, well, never. You've already gone there, yeah. so we we have to move forward. Yeah, he let me down. I'm never drafting yeah. him again. And people think that Eddie's problem was just that he was overweight and that it had nothing to do with being injured. 
Right. So if, if those guys can both come back and be healthy, you, you feel so much better about the Seahawks at that position. Well, how about the idea, Greg, of, if, if you – we're still talking fantasy, but we shouldn't. <laughs> uh, Rawls and Lacey, maybe neither are great fantasy options just because they, they could go 50-50, and maybe it for, it's the best for both of them to, to for it to be that way because neither guy has shown the ability to stay on the field. I think Rawls has, been, has had bad luck. Now, you never know, but, I mean, he's had broken bones twice in a row. He had a broken leg and came back and broke his leg again. That that's he's got bird bones. <laughs> I hear me. He's got bird bones. You know, I, sometimes you seem like you're injury prone early in your career, like a Matthew Stafford, and then suddenly you play seven straight years because just because you. But have, usually it's the other way. No, I, it's usually it, you're you're showing early on that you're brittle. You got the 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 bones of a Boyd, and then and then you're out of the league in a few years. Thomas Rawls has had some bad luck, broken bones. If if there's an injury, not that you would want to have the injury yourself. But as a as for instance a, a fantasy owner that you want a guy to be coming back from, it's usually broken bones because that's just kind of random. You can you can return from that. Eddie Lacy's a little different, and Rawls is getting taken in the ninth round. So the way I see it, they'll probably take turns. Maybe Eddie Lacy gets a run where he's five or six games as the primary guy, and then Rawls gets eight or nine games. And who knows if they're healthy? You know, you're going to be happy with eight or nine primary starter games from Rawls if you draft him that late in your draft, ninth, here's, tenth round. Here's a hot take prediction. There we go. Procise runs for more yards than any of them. I don't like that. Yeah. I feel good about it. That, I mean, it's pretty hot. The heat's in coming terms off of no, I don't feel good about it being right, but in terms of being a hot take <laughs> at this point. Because remember – If he went yards from scrimmage, I could buy it. He could be you know, a big factor in the passing game and all that. I'm just saying this time last year, the Kristen Michael uh, – um, what did we call it back then? What was it last summer? The Awakening. Yeah, The Awakening was <laughs> in full bloom, and it just shows that whatever logically makes sense, it doesn't always play out that way. Seahawks' backfield's been kind of hard to make sense of ever since Marshawn kind of exited the picture. Even the final Marshawn Lynch year was not great because he was injured a lot, and it distracts from the fact that, you know, offensive line wizard slash guru Tom Cable hasn't actually coached a good offensive line oh, for like damn, four, four years. It's like you, you give this guy, you know, a, you know, a shooting guard from the, the Pac-10 <laughs> and he can turn you into a, a starting left tackle. Yeah, but are they any good? No, their line, their line stinks. I'll tell you one thing about Tom Cable. He's a football coach. <laughs> That's like his number one yeah. claim to yeah. fame. I mean, people were trying to get him head yeah. coaching job. Yeah, he, he, I'll tell you, he's a he's a football coach with a troubling history of abuse. <laughs> yeah, this guy breathes oxygen. <laughs> he's certainly a person. Hey, this guy, you put him on the field, 11 guys on one side, 11 on the other. Every time. <laughs> That's the training camp spotlight presented by, you know what it is. Visit. Why is it so hard for me to move on? <laughs> I don't know. We are the only pot. We might mean, be the only entity you that can gets wear these. Yeah, you can. There's, we got bucket hat. You can wear them in anything. But don't we become overly attached with the the companies that sponsor us? Maybe we need you do. to. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I didn't even. I was legitimately hurt when I found out that I didn't get to do the last read of our previous sponsor. Uh-oh. Claybun's putting on the hat. Uh, here this, we go. This is really, how, how do we feel we about go. it? That's good. Really I'm all about New Era products. It's an advertisement. As a guest on your this show. This is the reason to watch us on yeah. streaming. It is a little bit annoying that Claybun puts on a ridiculous hat and he's still better looking than the other two guys in the room. <laughs> False. All right, here we go. Moving on. All right, Greg. Greg, you wrote a banger. I enjoyed it. I had not read anything about the NFL for approximately two weeks. I unplugged. It's good. I went uh, – I, I was at a – Keith Hansis, 
my old man and Deb. We were staying at their their house by the by the board, by, by by the shore, and I just unplugged. Jersey Shore. Yep. And uh, and then I, I picked up this piece of uh, writing from Greg, uh, headlined Rams comma Colts comma Panthers undergoing off-season identity change. Greg, that's an SEO headline. I don't write. You're a little better than that. <laughs> you, I don't write say. the headlines. That's not the headline that you mm. see in the, uh, on must the site. Must include as many team names as possible. Off-season <laughs> I, as well. Change. Here it and says. We'll search that in Google. <laughs> <laughs> on the site, it says new year, new identity. Teams flipping the script. Look, I just send in the copy. The editors put the headline up. But, yes, like many a great movie uh, from the 80s, well, I was going to say For today it, it's about identity change before we get into identity changes and teams that are undergoing them. Uh, what is the better stillborn Jason Bateman identity switch vehicle? <laughs> you could choose between here are your options. The change up 2011 with uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. I'll give you a why don't we do it purely on plot synopsis. Okay. Dave is a married man with three kids and a loving wife, and Mitch is a single man who is at the prime of his sexual life. Mm. Not on. Yeah. One fateful night I hear that. while Mitch and Dave are peeing in a fountain, lightning ah! strikes, and they switch bodies. Science. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay, so that was the change-up, and now I will look up identity thief. Identity theft, yeah. Little Melissa McCarthy. All right, here's this one. Mild-mannered businessman Sandy Patterson, that's Mr. Uh, Bateman once again, travels from Denver to Florida conf- to confront the deceptively harmless-looking woman <laughs> who has been living it up after stealing Sandy's identity. Mm. All right, what do you guys think? The, I, I like I like which one was better. The better stillborn Jason Bateman identity switch vehicle. Let's see, you put that word stillborn in, and it just well, they both. You know, I don't. I don't think either did well financially I, or critically. I'll have to go with the change-up as the better one because, to me, this is a genre, and it hadn't been around for 15 to 20 years. Uh, you know, of course, you had the Kirk Cameron vehicle, like Father, like Son, I believe, back in the of 80s. Course. It was a classic. Absolutely. And I feel like if you're going to do this movie, uh, the lightning striking while you're at the urinal, that's perfect way to get in. I like it. I, um, I like it. Doing some research here. There's a Bateman movie called The Switch as well. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> is this a Jason Bateman thing? J- who is your agent, Jason Bateman? Jason Bateman's awesome, and he's been having a great post-arrested development career. Arrested that development no one, no one is incredible. No I one love Arrested Development, but let, you know, let's calm down with the, the body switch comedies. That's all I'm saying. Let's mix it up a little bit. By the way, and I should apologize to Melissa McCarthy. Her movie with Bateman made uh, like $135 million. All right, now, so did we decide? What was the decision? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Greg. I went okay. with the change. Body switch peeing is, is the best way to go. Yeah. Uh, peeing in a fountain and you just switch bodies. Who comes up with it? Um, excuse me. Uh, here we go. Let's start with the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, and this is a team, Greg, and, and again, Greg did write a banger. I, well, the point I was trying to get to was that Greg broke this all down in his most recent column to check it out. Um, but we were, you know, if you've been watching All or Nothing, things – that team could not be further away from contention or being in a, in a, a good place. So what did they do? They just blew it up, uh, uh, and and now they're giving the kid, Jared Goff, a fighting chance, aren't they? They are, and I think 
that was the entire – I mean, they did the, the easiest way to do an identity change. I mean, the Panthers kept their coach. Well, peeing in a fountain is, like, <laughs> in, at least in, conventionally is an easy thing to do. you got to wait for the lightning. That's no. true. I, I'm just saying, like, the Panthers, for instance, they're trying to change identities without really changing their coaches, without changing the GM. Like, that that can be complicated. Only the Patriots can pull that off. The Rams did the more conventional approach, which is get rid of the coach who hasn't had – uh, a good passing game in his entire five-year run when he was in Los Angeles. You know, this is their fourth offensive offense that they're learning in four years if, if a guy was on the Rams the whole time. Stop playing offense passively. I felt in watching All or Nothing really cemented it. Underrated season, by the way. I think we'll talk about it some other time. That they were playing offense to just avoid making mistakes. They were just hoping that the quarterback stays out of the way so that right. the defense and the running game can win the game and don't let the quarterback blow it. Like, that is 1980s football. That is 1985 Bears football that Jeff Fisher was on, on that team. It's like, that doesn't work anymore. And now you've got a coach in Sean McVay who does a really good job. He kind of, you know, floods the field, with three or four receivers. He makes it easy for a quarterback to kind of identify the mismatch. And it's just like point guards. It should be very quarterback friendly, like short passes, open receivers. That's what made Kirk Cousins. So you say they're going to, the identity is going to go from passive to active attacking. I don't know about (laughs) attacking because actually it's like a short, a short passing game, but I do think, yeah, they're trying to dictate a little more and they're not counting on Todd Gurley to be running the ball on second and eight into a brick wall. You know, they're not just going to play things safe. I think they're going to be a little more aggressive. Yes. You, uh, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid? You drinking that McVay Kool-Aid a little bit? I'm more into Wade Phillips. I think he changes that team quite a bit. But I do think they were so bad last year, like almost to the point of being, I don't want to say unprofessional, but <laughs> <laughs> like well, they, they were way behind the modern NFL in terms of the passing game. So if they can just be like respectable, just like not be embarrassing, be the 26th best passing game. It's like, then they can be a lot better as a team. I can see not having Greg Williams also as a significant alteration to your identity right. as well. That could be good. You both also have to have to have to relieve yourselves at the same time. That's tricky. You could be <laughs> P shy. That's a problem. All right. Maybe it's not as easy. Maybe mm-hmm. not the easiest route. Um, Let's move on and we'll talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, another team, Greg, that, that you wrote about. Now, this was a situation uh, where you could do it different ways. This time, they swept out the brain trust. And who comes into town? Our friend. Uh, man, that's not easy to figure out. He is the former Chiefs Director of Football Operations. His name is Chris Ballard. What's your favorite type of frog? <laughs> but guess what? <laughs> he asks questions. He asks questions. And he asks the right questions. How do I fix this team? Claybon, and what did he do? I mean, they they go out and they make the moves that are necessary, and people feel like they've they've made. You go back to the Ryan Kelly uh, decision to draft last year, and they try to build off of that and bring in and surround luck with the right people. But the, the question, you know, goes to Greg: is is what is this off season enough to to really alter the identity of? Well, we've we got Andrew. Let's see if he can uh, sling it around and get enough done to uh, get us a Super Bowl. Well, the changing identity to me is that. They're addressing the defense that has decayed under Chuck Pagano and Gregson. People think of Chuck Pagano. He's this kind of tough-talking guy. He's a defensive coach. Without really noticing, their defense has been bad under Pagano, it's, and it's gotten worse and worse. It's It's been an older group 
that isn't very good, which is like which is a bad combination. Like they they've held on to veterans that aren't performing, and so I really like how decisive Ballard has been. They signed so many players in free agency that they might have seven to nine new starters. They drafted a defensive player in each of the first five rounds. They have 22 new defensive players. Whoa. And that's a lot of that's a yeah. lot of new defensive players. That is an outrageous amount. That's too many. You could have I'm almost sorry. four new linebacker starters. All four linebacker starters should be new. I don't think that's too many. Well, here, bad. here's the thing. It could work. Uh, it wasn't nearly as extreme last year with the Giants did in free agency, and it worked for the Giants, but – that's you're asking a lot of things to fall into place for these guys to immediately be able to play together. Uh, you're asking a lot. And then you're also not for nothing on the other side of the ball. You don't even know how your quarterback is there. To me, I know this room seems bullish on the Colts and I'm fine with that. There's to me, it still seems to be a lot. And we don't even know. I know Chris Ballard, a lot of getting a lot of good grades. Also, let's see how this all works out. He, he's made a lot of changes. Sure. Anybody can make a lot of changes. Is it going to work? I don't know. No. Go safety, corner, linebacker, back to back to back in the draft. Right. Uh, I I guess what I like is that he looked at the defense and just said, I'm going to spend this offseat. Like, our offense is in pretty good shape overall. The offensive line could be better, but it's it's in better shape, I think, than it's been. I'm going to spend all these resources and see what sticks. Jabal Sheard, John Simon, Sean Spence. You know, not all of them are going to work, but some of them will work. Jonathan Hankins, they're bigger. Their defensive coordinator – do you know who their defensive coordinator is? Uh, I, I, it's not a name that people... I do know it, actually. People know. No, I don't. Ted Monachino. Ah, Monachino. He says, he says they're different. We're, we're bigger, we're younger, we're stronger. We've got some guys that are more the rule than the exception around the league, where a year ago, maybe we had a few more exceptions. Mm. That's a shot fired against Ryan Grigson. That Classic Monachino. <laughs> that Classic. basically, they had a bunch... They had a, like... And guys that just weren't NFL caliber. What I think Ballard did, which is kind of reminds me a little bit of you know when the when Bill Belichick took over the Patriots, he just signed everyone with like you know actual NFL players and just kind of figured out which stuck and kept those guys. That's fair. You go back to June first, they uh they get Kristen Michael, but then they have to ensuingly put him on injured reserve. But still, they they were <laughs> they awakened and they got Kristen Michael. Did do they stay? Do they stay woke even though he leaves? I, I think once you once you are woke, you you cannot go back to. Sleep. I mean, he's a good presence just to have on your injured reserve list. I mean, think of the good teams he's been on: Packers, Seahawks, great organization, Cowboys. In general. That would Cowboys. Be, it's true; they're all winning teams. That would be one of the greater storylines in sports history if he was like seventy years old and teams were still signing him and just putting him in IR yep. because he had this magic juice. <laughs> Keep an eye on it. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Just keep an eye on it and see where he is. It's a little hard to imagine. <laughs> you know, keep an eye on Kristen Michael's magic juice. Did you think the Falcons are gonna blow the Super Bowl? I'm just saying, you never know in sports. Kristen <laughs> Michael could be on somebody's IR in 40 years. I know you didn't. We're looking back, you know, Dan was sitting behind behind us in the, at the Super Bowl, and his face was just going ashen. I mean, he was so excited. <laughs> he was so excited at halftime, and then just slowly, he's like, "This isn't really gonna happen, is it?" No, it was a bad day for the NFL. Yeah. But it wasn't as bad a day as it oh, was. Stop. For oh, yeah, the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history by one of its greatest players. Greatest. What a terrible. It was a, a comeback. Not everybody enjoyed it that much, Greg. Yeah. But it wasn't a bad day for the NFL. <laughs> it was a very bad day for the NFL. But it wasn't as bad a day for me as it was for poor Ludacris, who it remains one of my favorite NFL memories is he was seated in the next uh, box over from us, sitting alone. 
watching it all crumble, and I couldn't stop looking at it. Ludicrous. Mm. And and by the end of the game, chicken and beer for no one. <laughs> Popular album. But yeah, no. yeah, I got gotcha. you. Once upon a time. They got gotcha. you. Nice call back there with the old Zeus. It, it was really good. You yeah. gonna do Ludicrous? Uh, on the old throwback podcast. <laughs> I would. I would love to do a ludicrous episode. Maybe get Luda in the garage. Um, finally, we'll talk about one more team. And, and this team, oh, my goodness. They're just going all out. They're saying nothing was working uh, on either side of the ball. So this whole thing, we're just putting the dynamite stick and starting over. So, yes, that would definitely be an identity change. The Niners, Greg. No team, I think, has changed more over the offseason than the Niners. They're a little under the radar because the, the – expectations are so unbelievably low because the roster's mm. bad, but they they could have new skill position players starting at basically every position. You have Brian Hoyer. You you could have your top three wide receivers are all brand new. You could have a – you know, probably will have a different tight end. And even Carlos Hyde, there was a report out there uh, today that he hasn't even necessarily earned his starting job that, that he's going to have to battle uh, – for it with Tim Hightower and the rookie they drafted. It's like just a team where it's like Kyle Shanahan, show us how smart you are. Because I think with any other group of players, any other coach, people would just assume that they're going to be terrible. Maybe, they, maybe people do assume that. I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like there's much better buzz around this franchise. And maybe, and maybe that is everyone just, it's kind of more, they're one of those teams. I feel like the NFL is a little more fun when the 49ers are better. And when they've yes. just been, the dregs of the league for several years now. Uh, they seem to be hitting on some things with their new GM, and, and the coach was a good hire, which surprised a lot of people that they pulled that off potentially. Uh, I think there's a reason for there to be optimism. Yeah, well, there's there's a commitment to at least a plan, right? Because you've, you've wondered what the plan is out of Santa Clara with Jed and company for a long time, and there's there's a coach, there's an interim coach, there's another coach. Are we committed? We're not committed. Right. Well, now we've got the coach and the GM on six-year contracts, and so let's say things are horrible. Brian Hoyer implodes. The defense is is a sieve. You, you still know that there's people that are going to be in place in 2018, and they're going to try to do things. Is Kirk Cousins on the horizon? There, there's a reason to be hopeful. It's like that's a great point because Tom Sula was essentially on the hot seat after his introductory <laughs> press conference. I've, ne- <laughs> I've never, I've never, I've never seen a coach so openly doubted, and people just figure like, yeah, probably one is done. Which in the NFL, like that's not fair. He he's he seems like a nice guy, and he just was thrown into a bad situation, and he wasn't gonna and get gonna overcome that. It, you know, Jimmy T is doing all right though because the nature of coaching contracts. He basically was a goner who's asked to rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic. And he got like an $8 million yeah. going away gift. Oh, yeah. I think he got a $20 million contract. Did he really? I mean, what's happening? It was something what insane. I think he's still making that money, even though he's a defensive line coach, I believe, with the Redskins. Their defense has been a little you – know, people haven't talked about their defense. We don't, we don't know much about their defensive coordinator, Joe Sala. But the, the talent's pretty good. I mean, if you look at the talent, they drafted Solomon Thomas – uh, in the first round, they drafted Reuben Foster in the first round. Those are exciting picks. And then you have Armstead, Buckner. You bring in Earl Mitchell. You've got Navarro Bowman still around. You've got Ahmad Brooks still around. Like that front seven is better than a lot of front sevens out there. Yeah, and you've you've got Michael Bennett um, talking talking about this 49ers defensive line, a guy that's in the, you know, that's a rival, is shouting out players on the 49ers defensive line. He said um, he's talking about Ark Armstead. Mm. And he said that he's not normal. 
and he could be a defensive player of the year. DeForest Buckner, excuse me, says he could be a defensive player of the year just because that guy is a not normal guy, and winning defensive player of the year is a not normal thing. You know, part of you wonders also. That's a, that's a bold statement, DeForest Buckner winning a defensive player of the year. Maybe, though. People do love Armstead, too. I mean, PFF loves both of those guys. It's a different system they're now going to be playing. A lot uh, of talent, though. You kind of lo- you. Part of you, though, wants to see how Ted Monacino would work with that defense. It's <laughs> like a little part of you. <laughs> like just what would Bonacino cook oh, up? What would Bonacino do? The cherry. Let's get some wristbands made up. Probably slam the former GM in the in the press. <laughs> I, uh, I do want them to be interesting because yeah, I was kind of ex- good. I was excited for the Chip Kelly era. Um, I thought maybe they would be interesting if nothing else. But, it, yeah, it was a bit of a letdown. It can't get worse, right? The, from the last two years, that organization, even if they, they kind of stink again, as long as there's some signs of progress – uh, they're going in the right direction because they kind of hit rock bottom. Yeah, these past two years. Yeah, our producer, uh, you know, for these video shows, Alex Wilk. You know, we're going to go through division by division in terms of the, those camp. As per his demand. Yeah, and we and we started with the NFC West. He's like, oh, let's get rid of uh, mm. let, let's get rid of the trash divisions. You know, off the top, since people aren't really <laughs> listening at this point. And I'm thinking the NFC West got you know the best team in the NFC for the last five years. Uh, the Cardinals are an interesting team, and yeah, the 49ers and Rams are getting a little frisky. This I is think a great division. He's wearing a Rams lanyard is what he's showing behind. Oh, his, his, tw- his Twitter avatar for uh, the longest time was a Rams logo. Oh, okay. He's, he's, a, he's a passionate. And Sully reps the, the Seahawks. Yeah, he's not on the mic. Yeah, Mook's not on the mic. But my point is the NFC West to me is intriguing. I like the NFC. And it would be even more intriguing if the Niners weren't dog poop. I guess yeah, uh, it helps. Yeah. That's that's why he's the host. Yeah. See, he kind of brought it brought back it around. Around. He brought it back to where we started. Put it in a bow for everybody. All right, let's let's wrap things up here. I just want to say thank you to Greg Rosenthal and the rest of the Shield softball team uh, winning both games. Play ball in yeah. my off in my uh, absence. And uh, does it make me think maybe maybe Skip needs to say where should Skip be in the lineup at this point? <laughs> if Skip he, was playing well before he left. Yeah, but you know. The point is, those are two big W's, and we got two yeah. games left in the regular season. We're six and four. I think we split. We get into the playoffs, and and all you got to do is get a ticket. We showed it last year. We got a ticket. And what happened? We walked away with the whole damn thing. Whole ship. Play ball. Started started showing some heart, some fight. Yeah. In these games, and and Greg good, is good making a hard push for rookie of the year. Mm. Hard push. He's also genuine joy across Greg's face. <laughs> I was like, wow, Dan's never said anything so nice. Of he's he's, nice. you know, listen, as as the skipper, I can't always be throwing uh, sunshine and rainbows and everybody. I got to push you guys. Yeah, and you've done a nice job. You've been a nice part of the team. Um, you know, you did admit at lunch that you weren't even tracking anyone else but yourself. That's not true. when they asked for scouting <laughs> reports. And well, he was saying players. who did Little what? Cam Newton. <laughs> A little Terrell Owens type of vibe. I know there. the best way I can help the team is by playing, you know, playing. But it's just all those ground balls. Like, oh, who hit the ground ball? Who hit the liner? Everyone was – no one was raking. I couldn't remember who did what. But two Ws, and that's very important. Um, so we'll keep you updated um, as the season comes to a close. You can watch this podcast, and I know you want to. All you people out, out there listening – um, that listen to the show, you have a chance to watch it in action. How exciting is that? So go to NFL.com slash ATN video uh, uh, Tuesday, today, 9.30 p.m. Eastern at 6.30 Pacific. So make sure to check it out. How exciting. It's a new era.
Mm. Mm. We're going to be doing this, what, once a week for the next two months. Where's my uh, – there's a Jets hat here, I think. I can't wait for you to get the emotional attachment with New Era. There you, you go, good. Uh, you built oh, with, we got uh, a team, Claymont. got Pat's hat. I, my team is the league. I know. Oh, look I, at I gotta, you. I got to kick it down the middle. I know, Clay, I know Claybon's team. He tries to keep it, it under good. the radar yeah. because it's, it's – Oh, it's, he has to be one of those. It's, yeah. it's whoever's on the schedule of the AFC East. No, I'll tell you who it is. It's America's team. He, he oh, doesn't bro. like it because he's usually the guy kind of, you know, he's taking the contrarian stance yeah. or something. What? And then suddenly – I legitimately believe well, – Let's save this. Let's stick, <laughs> a pin in this. let's stick a pin in this conversation because that Greg hit on something there potentially. Anyway, we will be back on Thursday – Claybon's got just like a knife sticking out of his back right now. Um, we'll be back Thursday with another all audio show. So thank you everyone for listening. Uh, and we'll see you uh, then. This is the Around the NFL podcast, of course, uh, presented by New Era. Dan Hans is signing off for Claybon, the old boss, and Sally by the glass. Till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.